Hey, this is Kelly from the Dolly Rocks, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Oh, yeah! Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it on cnjradio.com or if you're just leaving a star rating and review on wherever you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the other podcatchers out there. Uh, this is the fact that you're listening. I really appreciate it and you're a friend of mine. All right. Well, I had so much fun on the last episode doing the odds and ends of the decade and catching up on that. I do need to catch up on that, so hey, let's do another one. So this is officially going to be volume three of the odds and ends of the decade, the last 10 years or so. And what I mean by that, if you're new to the show, if this is your first episode, I will briefly explain the odds and ends is a long-standing series that we catch up on every now and then here on Rock Strikes 10. Uh, it, these are the songs and records that aren't ever talked about really on the end of the year lists, critics lists, uh, even fans tend to forget about them a lot of the time. These are songs that get put on soundtracks. These are single-only releases. These are EPs. These are tribute albums, these are live albums. You get the idea, right? Okay, so not uh, your fully realized studio albums. Some songs that need some love that don't get a ton of love. And uh, maybe something you missed and something you would really enjoy. I think you will on a lot of these today especially. Got a stellar list of songs here. Some nice variety here. Kicking things off. And we are going in alphabetical order. I think I finally got the alphabet right as of the last two episodes. (laughs) Finishing off the C's here from what it seems is the first song here on this part three of the odds and ends of the decade john karabi and you know of course i think most people some people might have heard about the scream prior to john karabi getting the motley crew gig but i think most people came to know john karabi because of his replacing vince neal and motley crew that album notoriously did not do great but i feel like there's a really good loud and proud cult of fans of that record i am one of them I bought it when it came out. I went to the tour. Love everything about that 94 album, self-titled Motley Crue record with John Karabi singing on it. Not hating on Vince, but it's just a really cool record. And yeah, I'm definitely of the opinion they should have called it something else and blah, blah, blah. And obviously John is the only one that's kind of flying the flag for that album if you hear anything about it for sure because the rest of the guys have kind of disassociated themselves, especially Nicky and Tommy. Mick Mars always seems to be pretty cool about talking about that record, so I know he's a fan of that record. Uh, but yeah, I was really excited to find out that Karabi was doing like a handful of like shows where he played that whole album top to bottom, and never did one in my neck of the woods, so unfortunately I never got to see it live. But like I said, I went to the original tour, so no big deal, but it'd be nice to hear this whole album live. And thankfully for those of you like me who could not attend this show, there was a official live album release, I think like last year or so and put out by Rat Pack Records and I mentioned Rat Pack Records because uh, if they ever put anything out that you may want to listen to I suggest getting it especially on vinyl uh, you know even on CD like they just really take care of their fans and I appreciate a, uh, a big indie label or any kind of label that will do that for their fans for example I, I bought it directly through their site this John Karabi release which is officially called Live 94 One Night in Nashville and uh, the the packaging was astounding they put a whole bunch of extra free swag in there one sheets and stickers and things like that 
and they're one of those labels that believes in the download code. So if you're a label and you're not doing the download code with your vinyl release, you're just not doing things right. You're not taking care of your fans. So any label that does that, I'm always happy to go back and be a repeat customer, and I would suggest that you do the same. Uh, support those labels. Uh, of course, I do suggest getting this album as well, especially if you're a fan of the 94 Motley Crue album. You kind of have to be a fan to enjoy this live album. Uh, John did a great job. He's got a hell of a band, including his uh, own son on the drums. So that's kind of a weird uh, full circle thing, because I, I believe he was still just like a baby whenever the original album came out. So that that's kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, I've played something from that album on this show before. I believe I played Welcome to the Numb, one of my personal favorites. Uh, let's play another good one here to kick off volume three of the odds and ends of this decade. Some live John Karabi and Poison Apples. Ian, give me a little groove back there. Give me a little groove. Let me see your hands, people. Come on.
John Karabi there with Poison Apples from Live 94, One Night in Nashville. Go check that out. I think it stands on its own, but you probably definitely have to be a fan of that 94 Motley album to enjoy it overall. But yeah, I recommend. Alright, uh, speaking of shows that I wish I had been at, this one. Man, uh, when I watched this on Blu-ray, yes I am fancy. Uh, when I watched this show on its Blu-ray release, it was a CD Blu-ray release. I was just like, man, I wish I could have been at that show. It was looks good, it sounds good, it's uh, one of my favorite albums of all time, being done top to bottom live, and that was Hysteria by Def Leppard. So they put out a set earlier this decade called Viva Hysteria, and it was their first residency out in Las Vegas to where they would do, you know, I guess a few weeks out there, and the bit on the show was they of course would play hysteria top to bottom but that would always be the closer of the night and then uh, like the encore with the ones you got to do rock of ages photograph that kind of thing and you'll hear that on the official release but one of the other really neat things about their first vegas residency is something that i'm sure some uh, other bands and i'm a big fan of i kind of wish they would do this too kiss definitely springs to mind not that the Kiss shows in Vegas weren't amazing, but this would have been really cool. It would have been hard to pull off of your Kiss, so let me explain. So Def Leppard, in addition to performing Hysteria top to bottom, would actually be their own opening act. You know, of course, under a fake assumed name, but, you know, you, you go out there and, you, of course, you know it's them. They're not in masks or anything. And, you know, no no big to-do, no pyro lasers or anything like that. Just, a, you know, a band out there with their instruments playing rock and roll. And the bit on that is they were under the name of Dead Flatbird, and they would play, like, the fan favorites. Because I think they realized there were a lot of hardcore fans traveling out to see these shows at some point, And they have a big, massive cult of hardcore fans that just want to hear really deep cuts. Because they're one of those bands that can go out and play hits for an hour and a half. And they usually do. And good for them but they have all these songs that they don't ever play hardly. And so they took care of both ends of it, and I think that's so super cool. Make those shows special. Make them things that you wish you had seen. I, I know I'm one of those fans. So they went out there and opened up for themselves, and here's a song I would have just lost my mind if I'd have heard it live. Probably in my top three Def Leppard songs ever. From the Dead Flatbird set from Viva Hysteria, this is Mirror Mirror, Look Into My Eyes. <laughs>
All right, there you go. From the Viva Hysteria set from Def Leppard. That was Mirror Mirror, Look Into My Eyes. Just one of the great riffs ever. It's got to be a Steve Clark thing, right? Uh, all right, but go check that out. This an amazing set, just that opening set. And you can actually see it as well as hear it in both ways on that Viva Hysteria set. So you get it on CD audio and DVD or Blu-ray. You can see everything they did on one of those shows if you had attended so there's some other great stuff on that dead flatbird set they do wasted they even do stuff like promises that they don't play a whole lot which is a great song that should have been a huge hit uh good morning america like their first ever single they played that that night too all right anyway moving on here here's one of those singles only releases and uh i was just so happy to know that this thing existed i was a little late to it when it came out i think it was like a year or two out by the time i found out about it and i was just doing a search for this particular artist because he's definitely been very active this decade even uh, pursuing his uh side of uh, metal and rock fandom is dmc hall of famer and of course that other half of run dmc or i should say other third actually rest in peace jam master j but you know if you didn't know dmc is just a huge rock and roll fan and a big metal fan too and he even has like a hardcore rap and metal project. I'll talk about that later on a future show. Uh, but uh, I'm a little pressed for time here today, so I'm going to get into the music as quick as I can. But he put out this great singles-only release, and it's basically a sequel to the Run DMC song Raisin' Hell, uh, under the name Hellraisers. And he's got this like murderer's row of classic MCs on there. So you got him, of course, DMC, Chuck D from Public Enemy, PMD of EPMD, MC Search from Third Base, and of course an original member from Public Enemy, Terminator X. So, a murderer's row right there. So enjoy it, turn it up, this is Hellraisers. And we are the Hellraising, guitar playing, rhyme saying, musicians and season DJs. And these are the days of the true musical ways. Cause all those other ways will fade To the tracks burning up the streets I walked on ice and never fell I skate across the ice, I'm like the NHL Kick your ass like a MMA Getting down to the tracks of JMJ Just like my guns, I'ma shoot the gift Cause we're the wrong ones to be fucking with Yo, it's the PMD for me PMD You got to chill when I'm rocking with DMC It's the Mozart, the way I spit art I'm a problem child, I tear shit apart It's like that, and that's the way it is I'm about my bread, I'm about my biz Cause I'm the king of rock, there is none higher Sucker MCs, she call me Zaya There's rules to this game, many heads have never read it That's why most of it faded, you can't know it if you ain't living Ignorance of the truth, that don't make you innocent An attempt to prove the rap is not the only element There's four others in hip-hop, until the pioneers stop fronting Acknowledge the fifth element of hip-hop is beatboxing We took it from the power from a light bulb to crowd surfing While researching certain chapters of this culture to be written Proud person standing here, hip-hop has got my back And it can never take it back, even when I fade to black Far right from the start, hip-hop till the death And see search choking rappers till they take their last <laughs> Terminator X. Terminator X. 
Like a smartphone ass It ain't the young guns that be bringing us down Ain't the daughter or the sons for the effing sound Bunch of old folks lying, trying to be down Why cry about the young instead of holding their ground I got a lot of issues on my mind Seeing grown cats twerking to nursery rhymes Like baby food, but I ain't crazy, dude Teenagers sit in school, but in the 20s get fooled 30 on up, they start losing their tools And the 40-year-olds, they just follow the rules And the 50 and over, they be getting the blues Thinking 60's up next with something to lose To the east, to the west, south, and the north Keep it moving at the speed of thought Go off! DMC Racing Hell DMC, Chuck D, PMD, MC Search, Terminator X, and uh, a couple other guys, DJ Eclipse and Big KO or Big Co. Not sure, but that was Hellraisers. Hope you enjoyed that. Nice little throwback jam there. Uh, the classic era of good rap rock right there. So I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Uh, that's a single only release. You can find it out there, like on Apple and stuff like that. So go look it up. Hellraisers. Uh, next up, we're going into the complete opposite direction here, of course, which uh, we tend to do a lot here on Rock Strikes 10. This is a song that has been covered to death. I mean, it's practically a standard at this point, although I'm sure there's a writer attached to it. One of those songs I definitely wish I wrote. And uh, depending on who you get it from, it's either called Quinn the Eskimo or The Mighty Quinn. Yes, we are going to play The Mighty Quinn. Uh, but it's from this really crazy release. Uh, I think it's called Harder and Heavier. Uh, it was this. Uh, it's one of those Bob Kulick tribute albums, and if you know exactly what I mean. I don't have to explain it, but I'll explain it real quick. Uh, Bob Kulick, older brother of Bruce Kulick, and sometimes ghost guitar player for Ace Fraley back in the day, uh, he's uh, obviously has his own studio, and he's kind of got a monopoly on hard rock and metal tribute albums, so he's come up with all these different themes over the years. He went from like just doing, you know, band tributes and now he does a lot of theme tributes he even did like a metal sinatra tribute at some point and i played a song from that years ago on the show uh, but there's one he's got called harder and heavier and it's a metal tribute to the british invasion of the 60s so obviously they're kind of going off the manford man version of the mighty quinn but this is great because i mean the the band that's on here is just like just a bunch of surgeons in there uh, and one of my favorite vocalists of all time from the 60s era. So here's the lineup right here. So it's the Mighty Quinn, and it's John Five on lead guitar, uh, Billy Sheehan and Greg Bissonette. Yes, the Eat em and Smile rhythm section right there on bass and drums. And they're being led by Mickey Dolenz. Come on, 
Mickey Dolan's John Five, Billy Sheehan, and Greg Bissonette doing the Mighty Quinn off of the tribute album called Harder and Heavier. 
like it's 60s British Invasion goes metal or something like that. But go get it. It's got a lot of cool performances on there. Lemmy's on there. David Johansson's on there. And then just like this ridiculous amount of great musicians. So go get it. D. Snyder's on it. So yeah, it's a lot of the Bob Kulik usual suspects, which is one of the other reasons I included the Mickey Dolan's track because Mickey, I think, is this is the first time he's done any of those Bob Kulik albums, so go get it for that reason especially. But Mickey's just one of my favorite singers ever. Still doing it, still killing it. He's the man. All right, moving over here to Friends of the Show, longtime Friends of the Show, the Dolly Rots. Uh, they've put out so many odds and ends this decade probably the champs of the odds and ends it's really hard to keep up Uh, a couple of eps tons of single only releases a couple of seven inches doing all these crazy internet only cover versions i mean they're just always working it's amazing i don't know how they find the time they uh dolly roth is this uh punk rock married couple they got two kids and they still manage to pull off tours and put out a ton of records like I said, I don't know how they do it, but they're amazing. They're they're a true inspiration. Uh, so it was really hard to just pick like one odd and end song to represent the Dolly Rots in this entire decade. But I'm going to go with this one because it's one of my favorite things they've ever done. Because they're covering one of my favorite songs ever. And uh, the production on this is just so good. They've, their production is just top notch. So uh, big ups to Lewis. We were talking about that. Uh, one of the last times we saw him out at there at the uh, Three Links in Dallas. And apparently he has a big hand in their production, so it's just great stuff. So if they ever hang it up and get off the road, he's going to make a hell of a producer. Anyway, check it out. This is the Dolly Rots cover of Rancid's Ruby Soho. <laughs> Yeah. 
Ruby, Ruby Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. There you go, the Dolly Rots, their cover of Rancid's Ruby Soho, one of my favorite songs ever, and they do it really good justice right there. It's nice to know some of the lyrics, I will say. As much as I am a fan of Tim Armstrong, it's kind of hard to make out the lyrics sometime, uh, that smoker voice, but uh, I like this version for that reason. It's a different kind of version. You kind of get to hear what the vocals and the lyrics mean. All right, anyway, we're not done with the cover songs yet. We're moving on to another one here. Uh, I'm going to have to get it on the back end here, get you the title of this album, because it's a really long title. Uh, but Eagles of Death Metal, they put out a couple of odds and ends this year. One was a live album called I Love You All the Time, uh, live from Paris. Uh, the the return there is after the un- unfortunate incident that they went through. Uh, terrible, terrible. But uh, yeah, and that's how most people would know them, uh, sadly. But they're a kick-ass rock and roll band, one of the best live bands you could ever go see right now, and I mean that. And they put out this uh, wacky covers album just uh, this year, actually. As I would expect, the influence is all over the place, covering everybody from Kiss to Mary J. Blige uh, to Kenny Rogers to Guns N' Roses, Love and Rockets, and this one right here. I think this is one of the most transformed covers of the entire record. And by that I mean they really did just make it their own and make it something entirely different from the original. And for some of you out there, it may make this song easier to swallow. And here's a weird credit that I saw on uh, the record sleeve here. Is it uh, backing vocals by Mark Torian? Yes, Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys in the studio there with Eagles of Death Metal. So yeah, just an extra added piece of wackiness here uh, for this version. So here's the Eagles of Death Metal uh, with Cobras and Fire Friend. Mark Torian doing Wham's Careless Whisper. Enjoy.
from EODM presents Boots Electric performing the best songs we never wrote. Yes, I had to read that off of a sheet. But that was the Eagles of Death Metal and their cover of Careless Whisper, uh, officially as a song credited as Wham! featuring George Michael. Yes, I remember when that was happening. I remember knowing, even as a five-year-old, that George Michael was about to go solo. All right, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. I think that's a really cool cover, actually. Uh, so, uh, buyer beware, though, on that album. Uh, the, the They definitely advertise that there's a cover of Moon Age Daydream on there, the David Bowie classic, at the very end of the album. And while it's technically on there, uh, I, I man, when we saw them opening for Macedon and they played that, I was just blown away. I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen live. And then I was all excited when I got this cover album, like, oh, they put it on there. Maybe it'll even be a live version or just a really cool studio version. And you get it, and it's one of those uh, Jack White third man record phone booth recordings. And that's actually a thing. I'm not even exaggerating, like, not even making this up. Like, you go in there and you can kind of sing into a can at the uh, Third Man Records building there in Nashville. So it's like a minute and a half of that. So it's not the realized version that I wanted. So, like I said, buyer beware. I pretty much enjoy the rest of the album. As tribute albums go, I think uh, I really like about 75% of it. And it's just one of those things, it's hard to live up to some of those originals. But uh, I think the recordings are done at different time periods, so it's a little disjointed, but it's actually still a lot of fun. So go check it out. Maybe do some previews online, cherry-pick some favorites. Anyway, all right, good stuff. Moving on. Uh, One of the best live shows I saw this entire decade, something I never thought I'd ever get to see, uh, was officially seeing Jeff Lynne's ELO. Uh, It's just such an amazing show. Uh, There is a uh, CD, DVD, Blu-ray package out right now called Wembley or Bust. Their triumphant return to London where they play Wembley Stadium. And it's just, uh, it's pretty great. And I can tell you, I don't think there's hardly any touch-ups on this live album because when I saw them, they just sounded amazing. I mean, there's like 20 people in the band still, so they're just hauling it. It would be easy to assume there's touch-ups on here, but I just don't think there's a whole lot. There's probably a lot less than most people do, Uh, but they just sound excellent, and I love a lot of the ELO live versions versus the studio albums. I know that's a sin to say, but there's just certain songs that just do it for me better live than the original studio recordings do. Not that they're bad songs by any means, they're just, they're amazing, but uh, this is one of those kind of examples where I'm like, give me the live version, because it gives me a chill every single time. It's a song you've probably heard a ton, but you gotta hear it in this aspect. So, from Wembley or Bust, this is Jeff Lynne's ELO and Telephone Line.
right, Jeff Lynn's Yellow with Telephone Line, live from Wembley or Bust. It's a great set. Go get it. There's a bunch of different ways you can get it. Uh, there's CD DVD versions. There's CD Blu-ray versions. There's a CD-only version. There's there's a lot of options. So, But I recommend any way you can get it or on your preferred format there. Just amazing. Just like I said, great live act. One of the best you're going to see. And as an added bonus, the thing that really made me emotional when I saw Yellow, of course, I was really happy, and I mean this, I was happy they played the two Xanadu songs, Xanadu and All Over the World. You'll get that on the live album as well, in addition to their version of the Traveling Wilburys' Handle with Care. It's just an amazing moment. Alright, back to the cover songs here, and we're doing covers the rest of the way here on this episode, so we just kind of hit that pocket of covers, which I'm fine with. I, I love a good cover. And here's a surprising cover. This is probably one of the biggest surprises of the whole decade as far as the odds and ends go. Uh, Enough's Enough, who, you know, big cult band, you know, and I love Enough's Enough, and they're, they're great lives still. Go see them. They put out this cover album called Covered in Gold this decade. And man, I gotta tell you, this is one of those sleeper albums. Gotta pick this up. It's just so fun. Some of the best songs of all time. They put their own stamp on it. And big production. Like I said, I talked about the production on the Dolly Rot stuff, which is amazing. But I know Chips Enough has his own studio that he has a stake in. And uh, man, I know he uh, pumps himself up a lot in these interviews that I hear with uh, friends of mine like Mark Striegel and stuff like that. But he brags on a studio a lot, saying everybody comes and, and does the studio when they're in town. And I believe them because just listen to the way this sounds this is a song once again that you've heard a billion times but if you haven't heard enough's enough's version it's a it's a it's a new thing it's a different thing it sounds cool like they should be playing this on the radio but you know ageism i get it okay uh but you know it's hard to pick from covered in gold because there's so many good performances on there but i'll actually go with one of the ones they were touting as the single and there's a really wacky video of this to boot with a cameo from a ghost from the past. So go look this up on YouTube, the official video. But for now, here on Rock Strikes 10, it's Enough's Enough in their cover of The Stroke. Now everybody, who have you heard? If you're in the game, well then the stroke's the word. Don't take no rhythm. No style Got a thirst for killing
maybe I'm the crazy one, but I think that's just badass right there. That was a cover of Billy Squire's classic FM staple, The Stroke, done by Enough's Enough right there on the Covered in Gold covers album. Go check it out. If you're brave enough to check out the video, immediately PM me and tell me that you did and be like, wow, haven't seen that person in 20 years. All right. (laughs) I'm not talking about Chip either. All right. Sticking with the covers, we got two more left here. And, you know, I love a good rock bio, you know, movies about music, radio films, things like that. But there's almost nothing worse than a bad rock bio because it's just, it makes you feel awful. Like, oh, here's something that I really love and there's this lame movie now attached to him forever. And I definitely felt that way about the Runaways film. Just not a fan of it at all. There were some people that you could tell were trying, but I just didn't think the script was very good. It could have been so much better. Uh, I think maybe if it had come out now, it might actually be better. Uh, But, you know, whatever. Uh, But I will say one of the better things about the fact that it exists is the soundtrack. The soundtrack is a great snapshot of the times uh, to which the band existed. And, of course, there are Runaway songs on there. And uh, the added bonus, since, you know, I, I do think it's cool when it's a movie where they actually, like, learn how to do the thing. Like, actually play and actually sing and stuff like that. And they're actually doing it it's an added bonus uh but in this instance uh, i guess most of them actually did learn how to sing and play to sound as close as they could to the runaways so i will say the handful of songs they use where the actresses are actually singing on the runaway soundtrack and doing runaways covers i think are actually worth your time so here's something i never thought i'd say on the show here's dakota fanning backed by Kristen stewart doing the runaways queens of noise Down 
from the Runaways official soundtrack that was Queens and Noise with Dakota Fanning on lead vocals doing the Cherie Curry stuff. And somewhere in the background there, Kristen Stewart doing the Joan Jett backing vocals. Kristen Stewart being the wallpaper that she always is. All right, but I, I think that's a really neat cover there. Queens and Noise, it's got a lot of teeth to it. And uh, big ups to Dakota especially. I think she did a great job. All right, closing off this episode, Volume 3 of The Odds and Ends of the Decade. We mentioned and played the Eagles of Death Metal earlier, and uh, I briefly mentioned that tragedy in Paris that happened to him at that show. Very, very unfortunate. And uh, it gave way to at least something positive in the sense of it became this thing. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, like the telephone game, but like with uh, songs. It's uh, I guess there was a movement that they started online to where um, if you you're allowed to put up your own version of their song "I Love You All the Time" and just do whatever you want with it, and you know all the proceeds will go to charity, stuff like that. And uh, you know a good handful of artists took them up on it. Uh, I'm gonna play one later on here in this series. Uh, but I'm going to tease that one since we're going in alphabetical order. So you're going to have to hear that one on a future show. So I'll tease that for now. Uh, but we're going to close off with one of the entries, one of the two I'm going to play here, wrapping up the odds and ends of the decade. Here is the great Faster Pussycat performing Eagles of Death Metal's I Love You All the Time. Check it out.
closing off volume three of the odds and ends of this decade with some great stuff right there. And that's something I never thought I'd hear. Faster Pussycat covering Eagles of Death Metals. I love you all the time. It was for a great cause. I believe if you just look that up online, I love you all the time. You can find all the other versions of it on there. Maybe try to figure out that second version I'm going to play later on in this series before we wrap up this decade and this year. Uh, so yeah, great stuff. Check it out. I've been saying that a lot, but I don't play any. You know, in my opinion, I'm not playing anything bad on here, and I'm pretty much not playing anything that I don't think you should own. But that's what we do here on Rock Strikes 10. If you'd like to hear more, then definitely go check out the uh, hubbub there, the uh, central station of cnjradio.com, home of every episode of Rock Strikes 10. And I gotta tell you, cnjradio.com has been on fire this week. It's just been a, a big month for us. We did the relaunch of the website. We got all our shows up on Spotify. There's the plug for that. And uh, as of me sitting here recording this episode, we put out all six shows six days in a row with new content. And I'm not even kidding. It's there. Go check it out. So... I believe we might even get up to eight days in a row of putting out content. So I'll just kind of go down the row here. This show, of course, you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Every episode of this is on cnjradio.com, as well as every episode is all on Spotify now for free. And most of them should be on Apple Podcasts. Now we got the Wrestling House Show, the flagship. Every episode on cnjradio.com and Spotify. And most of the ones uh, that you should listen to are definitely on Apple Podcasts. We put on our WrestleMania house show retro review where we review WrestleMania 1 as only we can. And uh, I truly believe this, in, in the thousands and thousands of wrestling podcasts out there, I truly believe it's a wrestling podcast unlike any other. So go check out the wrestling house show. And this week with the WrestleMania house show part 1, like-minded people or if you know wrestling fans, please recommend it to them. The Synaptic Empire audio transmissions featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. He started the run on Saturday with his latest episode and he actually has two fresh episodes up right now on there so go check them out and we also have the last theater with uh chris who hosts it and uh, i i do most of the shows with him but he does do solo episodes as well it's a really cool show it's where cinema's trash is treated like treasure for those of you who are fans of the franchise reviews that we have done in the past like friday the 13th and the john carpenter apocalypse trilogy we actually have a new one out that we're going to be going all through this month. And of course we're doing the Halloween franchise. So part one is up now. And possibly even part two as you're listening to this. But just keep an eye out. It's the last theater. Check it out. Also, Talking Rock with myself and Mark Striegel. The great Mark Striegel from Talking Rock. Where we uh, pick a topic or two or three. And we talk about it for a half hour or so. We have a new episode of that up right now. That was in this run. And then, last but not least, the I Am Vinyl podcast with the great Pete LaRussa and myself from time to time. Pete's got a new episode up, part of this run, and man, Pete does a great show. He's a great host, and I really like the personality that he conveys for the show. And that's why that's why we do it here on cnjradio.com. It's a quality show that we believe in. Hopefully you guys out there think they're all quality shows. And man, I want to know if there's someone out there that actually listens to all six shows. I know it's a lot to do, but you know shoot me a message let me know if you do or not and uh you know help us spread the word if we post it on facebook and social media please share it please retweet it however you want to do it it just would mean the world to us if you took that extra three seconds to share it maybe even a few extra more seconds to tell people what you think about it tell us what you think about it just get involved that's that's all i ask for in lieu of money that's what i'm asking for that's what i'm begging for so 
Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm really enjoying covering the odds and ends of this decade as I get ready for the end of the decade. Once the ball drops, we're going to do all the albums that I liked from this uh, last decade. And before that, we're going to catch up on all the people who have left us, people that have passed on, the musicians that have left us, and songwriters and producers, people like that. So we're going to catch up on all that by the end of the decade, so stay tuned here to Rock Strikes 10. Before we get out of here, last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete LaRussa and the guys from Spacebeard, for the awesome outro. It's the best outro in the business and we play it on every episode because we love it. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband purchase their latest album Gone go see them if they're in your area and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Alright, we're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have fun. (laughs) 